Ibrahim. Ibrahim, hi, how are you? Hey, Niall, how are you? Good. Ibrahim, uh, same question I'm asking everybody, just your reaction to the last 24 hours, I suppose. Yeah, um, disgraceful. Uh, I personally wouldn't have expected uh, to see something like this, even though in the past few years we have seen uh, various, I don't know if you want to call them right wing, but uh, thugs uh, in gangs creating trouble around the city, whether it was going around in groups and beating up people or the ones in that one uh, one area, I'm not sure if uh, somewhere within Dublin, where the police uh, drove in and they were rammed by... Uh, Bally Farmers, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, you know, this is something, and it just kind of, they just moved out of the area instead of cleaning up the area, instead of finding perpetrators, instead of making arrests. These people kind of festered and grew, and the gangs grew. So uh, this is what you expect to see when something is not controlled in the end of the day. Um, and then when you have somebody like uh, Conor McGregor, who has hundreds of thousands of followers. Millions, 14 million, I think. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, you know, inciting, uh, um, you know, uh, anti-Irish, uh, you know, uh, um, fervor and making people get up and uh, create chaos. Uh, just, you know, the police should be actually talking to him. As one of the people's, I know. Um, I know. Michael Martin. Uh, I know. Michael Martin has condemned the comments by uh, Conor McGregor. Yep. Yeah. So uh, you know, um, I've heard. I've been you know following closely on social media. The person, it wasn't a racial answer. It was the person with mental issues. He's had mental problems, and that's the person who did the attacker. Okay. We we again uh, we we can't we obviously yeah. can't go into you know why somebody committed the crime. That's up to the guards to investigate yeah. that. So, you know, instead of people being you know, sad at the tragedy that happened and, you know, uh, coming together as a people, as a country, as a community and, uh, you know, being supportive of the families. We get this anger, this uh, youth who have nothing else to do, who've been building up around, who are going from place to place, creating trouble, uh, you know, putting fear into the local communities. Uh, yet again, the police don't do anything and the government puts in laws that are you know, um, controlling uh, gender biasness. But the, prob know, so, the problem uh, is, Ibrahim, and a lot of people will say this, I'll say this about you and Adam, what happened last night should have been predicted because it, this has been simmering for months, months and months and months. And yeah. the majority of people who are against government policy are not people who will go and set fire to buildings or set fire to cars or whatever it is. They're just people who don't like the government policy and disagree with it. Yeah. And they're entitled to a view and they're entitled to that debate. But the government... Well, but, I don't like the government. Yeah, but they'll tell yeah. you that the government are ignoring them. And I gave you a good, a good example earlier on. In Killarney, people had been protesting all weekend because they've had more than their fair share of asylum seekers for a very small area, but very few services in their town, right? And that's a good legitimate reason to be concerned. And yes. Roderick O'Gorman, Minister of Integration, says, I promise we'll talk to you within the next 48 hours. We'll have a meeting with you yeah. and we'll allay all those concerns and we'll talk to you. What do they do that night? Another busload arrives. <laughs> you can't do that to people. You can't continue to ignore people's fears. Now, this is the thing. The government I, has taken it upon themselves to be rulers and not servants of the people that they're, uh, who have voted them into government. You know, this, um, this chaos that has been going on since I think just before COVID, where, you know, they just, you know, assume themselves as like, you know, uh, kings in the mm -hmm. country. Yeah. Now, they don't understand that this position is there. You're here to serve the person who voted for you or the community that voted for you and nothing else. You're not there. to. You're, 
you have to provide the service that is required of you. They work for and us. And that is asked of you. And anything else, you should be asking the people what they want, not not making decisions from your own side or based on what the EU wants you to do. You know? Sorry, Adam. Can, I just, can I just make a point? Can yeah. I just make a point? Go ahead, Adam. You've had so you've had so many callers come on and say, "Oh, you know, Fianna Fáil, Fine Gael, Sinn Féin—they're all the same. They're all the devil. It's disgraceful." Blah blah blah. Like, like, make why if they if they if they feel this way and they're like, "Oh, disband the government and all this," make a party. What like if there is if there's an appetite for very conservative views in this country. It takes time, Adam. Yeah, party. but I, and I agree with you. And there has been attempts to make some smaller parties. I mean, we've seen Ain Two, who've been reasonably <laughs> successful. Yeah. Um, we, you know, and the Irish Freedom Party, who don't necessarily agree with all their policies, but some of it are okay. There's, there's but what no I'm saying is, Adam, it's like it's like me turning around saying I'm going to open a radio station tomorrow. No matter how good the radio station is, it's going to take at least ten years because the incumbent will always do well. It's you know, RTE, for example, are the incumbent radio station, RTE Radio One. You know, and they'll always have the biggest market share because no matter whether people listen to it or not, when somebody knocks at your door and asks you, they'll say, oh yeah, RTE, because that's the first thing that comes into their head. So when people go into polling stations, they think Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael, Sinn Féin, Labour. Well, they probably don't think about Labour anymore. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> I don't remember the last time I thought about Labour. No, I don't think anyone <laughs> thinks about Labour anymore. But, but realistically, if a new party comes along, it's a tough fight to get there. So it's hard for people, and they give in. They give in to. They give in after a couple of years. We've seen it. Yeah, but now uh, the problem is with people. They have. Sorry, let Adam, sorry, let Adam just finish the point he was making. Sorry, Ibrahim. You, you look at you look at Ain Two. I just don't think there's an appetite for a party like Ain Two in Ireland. People look at them and just think. I think you're wrong, Lee. I think you're wrong, Adam. I think there is an appetite. There is a percentage of the population. I would say almost half who are conservative. I mean, if you look at American politics, you have the Democrats and the Republicans. So you have the Conservatives and the Liberals. Yeah, and you have a choice. There's your choice. Ain't you would have half the seats. Because Ain't you have been around for a hot minute now. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're not a new party. Well, no. Padder, Padder was part of Sinn Féin for a long time. And then he, then he moved and formed his own party. Sorry, Ibrahim, just to let you finish what you're saying. We're getting too political now. Go on, Ibrahim. I was saying that, you know, uh, it was related to what you were saying now. That, unfortunately, people... You know, they they grow up voting for a certain party and they don't think that they can change for some reason. You know, mm. political direction change. But the people think, oh, uh, you know, we've been voting for uh, Sinn Féin or we've been voting for uh, Sinn Féin or for whoever it is. So we're just going to vote the same people again without knowing what their policies are or how these parties have changed or the direction that they're going in. And this is, I think, quite a problem. And it happens in many places. I mean, I grew up in the UK, so I saw this, you know, seeing what happened from... Uh, the conservative shift from the uh, 70s and 80s to the, towards the Labour direction. And uh, now people are lost because, you know, when they had a really potentially excellent, you know, and decent man as a Labour leader, they went and shot him down and did whatever they can to destroy his image. And uh, he ended up losing. Mm-hmm. And the country has gone to hell. So uh, it is gone you know, to hell. this is what happens I, in politics. I, I, I think, I think, it's, I think that, that's a fair point. But I think the majority of people would, like, for myself, like I've I've switched parties when I when I turned eighteen, um, and in the last election when I was twenty one, I voted for the Green Party. I'll oh, never shapers. vote for the Green Party again. I know, I know. Were you I one? Of, were you one of the two percent? Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, I I campaigned for marriage equality with Roger O'Gorman, so I okay. held you know a high view of him. 
but after they got into bed with Fianna Gael and Fianna Fáil, I won't vote for the Greens again. No, the, again. Well, well, the uh, Green Party's mantra in life is just tax people. That's that's kind of their mantra, just because they get everyone to pay for everything. Well, it will stay, we'll stay there for a second. Uh, no, they, they'll be annihilated in the next election. Sorry, who have I to go to next? Breda, I think. Oh, Brenda. Oh, Breda, sorry. Breda, sorry. Brenda. Uh, Breda, hi, how are you? How are you, Nicholas? Yes, sorry about that. I do apologise. Breda, okay. On, on, a, on a serious note, we've probably seen the worst 24 hours that I've certainly oh seen in decades in Ireland. Yeah, ever. I don't think I've ever, ever witnessed anything like what went on last night. First of all, my sympathies to all those poor people that were injured and children, everyone that's going to be affected by this. You know, the mental impact going down the road is going to be horrendous on these poor kids and families and everything else. But these guys that went back last night, they're scrubs. That's the only way, that's the only thing to call them. They didn't, they were looking for an excuse and any excuse, and they got their excuse yesterday. And this has been boiling, as you said, for quite some time. But I still didn't think there was going to be that kind of a, a reaction last night on the street, where we're like looting. They were feral. It was, it was, if it was in a movie, it'd be like, God, that, that, that had never happened. Like, that's how bad it was. Like, I, was, I watched it all last night, and I kept thinking, oh, my God, this can't be re- This can't be happening in the city centre, in Dublin's fair city. You know, it's just... I'm still flabbergasted by the whole thing, but they are nothing but scrolls, as they called them earlier. I think oh, this is what I'm trying, to, you know, I'm trying to say to everybody, because, look, I consider myself right of centre. Um, uh, but I certainly would never be involved in any behaviour like that, nor would I encourage anyone. I have never encouraged anyone to be involved in any kind of violent behaviour like that because I don't think it achieves anything. Those people that were there last night, were, as far as I'm concerned, they're not right wing. Those people are criminals and scumbags. Yes. The people who set fire to cars or set fire to buses or set fire to hotels or attacked the guards, they're nothing but scum. I was reading about the poor bus man whose bus was taken off and he's 14 years living in this country and working and everything else and he said he didn't even know what was going on but he was told to get out of the bus or they'd, they'd kill him like imagine sitting on, on your in your doing your job and going about your daily business and all of a sudden this riot mob suddenly decides well because we don't like the look of you we're going to threaten to kill you if you don't get off the bus and then they burn the bus yep and, and they burn Lewis, by the way. I have no idea the cost of yeah. a Lewis, but I'm pretty sure it's millions. Oh, I'm sure it's millions. They don't represent the people of this country. They're talking about representing children and women and everything else. No, they don't. Like, they have no thought about any poor woman that was stuck in Dublin last night. Maybe had her kids in early to go and do a bit of Christmas shopping, whatever. They had no thought to anybody like that. They're, I'm sure the, the, the food trucks couldn't go out last night to help the poor homeless. You know, they, they. What about people in the Rotunda Hospital who need to visit loved ones or people who need to go and have a baby or whatever it was? Imagine if you're in, in labour and you were like getting to the point where I really need to get in here, but you, can, you can't get to where you need to get. What does that benefit? Is that the only thing they benefited from last night was being tugs that they were and looting and everything else. You see this happening in American Isle and you'd be going like, oh my God. You know, and now it's happening on our own doorstep. And, and again, this is what I say to you, Adam, that, you know, and Breed is right. These people don't represent anybody. They don't represent the left, the right, the middle. They don't represent anybody because normal people with political views on either side of the fence don't behave like that, Adam. Can I, okay, to counter that, I think it's, we see this time and time again. Um, and 
I, I get it's a way of, of coping with with things by saying these people, these people aren't just, these aren't, this is... Uh, this it's not is my way of coping with Irish. anything, Adam. They don't represent no, me. No, no, no. They are, they, they are Irish. Me. They, 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 like, we can't just, we can't keep distancing ourselves from what the problem is. And the problem has been, is that there has been an indoctrination done through social media and online of primarily disenfranchised young men by the far right. And if you think that's not the case, then you're just wrong. There has been indoctrination done by, by disenfranchised... But okay, let, let's say... Okay, let me give you an example. So I, let's say I, I go on the show and I say, listen, we need to put a cap on numbers. There's too many people coming into the country. We need to have a debate about that. And some guy sitting at home who's 21 years of age goes, Boylan's right. I'm going to bleed and set forward to the place tomorrow. I can't be responsible or people with that view can't be responsible for the extreme views of others. I think there, but it's it's not just you, Niall. Like the thing is, I think you're a very rational conservative. That's that's why I come on. I, if I if I if I thought you were a Ben Shapiro, Milo Yiannopoulos type of conservative, I wouldn't come near you. But I used to like Milo until he went mad. But go on, yeah. I can't stand. Oh, you know, years ago when he started at first and he used to be on Sky News all the time, he was actually quite clever and quite good. But then he went a bit bonkers. Yeah. But the thing is, uh, there there has been major campaigns done on social media by by the American far right that has seeped into into European culture, and there there is and, and young men have been have been basically brainwashed into thinking that the every everything that's wrong with this country is all down to the fact of that family that fled Syria and that are over here. Like, as, as, someone, as someone said, I forget who, who kind of made this point on the Late Late Show, it's, it's a case of the men in suits are wanting you to look at the bus driver or at the fella down the road. They don't want you looking at the real problem, which is that the class system in Ireland, we, we are all being rowed by the upper class. And... That's that's essential. That's the, the 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 real problem. It's you know blaming blaming immigrants for absolutely everything in this country is is such a it's a juvenile view to have. And it's okay, it's, it's, okay. It's, well, 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 hang on, well, hang on for a second. Somebody just sent me a WhatsApp message. I'm outraged. Breda said she can't believe the riots. We have seen riots before, but we have never seen a random knife attack on children before. Where is her shock about that? Well, I think she did. Uh, at the beginning that I was horrified by what happened to those poor children and their families and I wish them all the best and that I can see the trauma they're going to have to face going down the road. When did, when did I not say I wasn't horrified by what happened? I think you did at the very start. Would you listen to what I'm saying, you dope, whoever okay. you are. Okay, well, let me just, well, hang on hang on a second. Let me go to Neve as well. Neve, hi, how are you? Thank you, Peter. Go ahead. What do you want to say? Just... I think it's shocking what happened to those poor kids and that lady and um, my heart breaks for me, it really does. It's just, and it frightened me. I'm filled with anxiety and just stress around the whole thing. Because you do, you, you panic thinking about the, your, your own streets, you can't walk down. But I feel like, and, and what happened last night was just awful as well. It's just wrong, you know what I mean? But um, I was, when I heard um, that they were going to meet for a protest in town, I was actually glad, but I did say, please, God, there's not any trouble. Because I just feel like something needs to be done. The streets aren't safe anyway. And it is fear. Um, people have fear around uh, refugees coming over here. I've nothing against for myself at all. But myself <coughs> included, there is a little bit of fear of 
change. That's what it is, change of what we're not used to. And I've heard of them hanging around. I don't mean them, all of them. Uh, a lot of them work and they're lo- most of them are lovely people and all. But they're hanging around a lot. Now, I know they have nowhere else to go if they're not walking or whatever. But if it, if they were men, Irish men hanging around as well, we'd be equally intimidated. You know what kind of way? So your, your so argument is, the seat, the, yeah, so in other words, your argument is the Minister for Justice that the streets are just not safe anymore. Yeah, exactly. And also, uh, I do, the government are dancing around. They're not coming. Look, we need answers. We need to know what's going on in the country. End of. We need to know. Mm. We have a right to know. You know, we have a right to know why all these people are coming in. And I don't believe um, the EU or the Irish government or anyone are doing it um, because they care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I wish they were doing it because they cared about people uh, coming from war-torn countries. But um, they've no respect for the Irish people at all. It's not their fault about the riots at all. You know, mm-hmm. that that's completely yeah. different. And there were thugs. Yeah. Yeah, but were. um, the protest I wanted, you know, I, I was looking forward to it just... I, and you know what, Eve? I kind, of, I kind of felt the same way myself to some degree. That I said I'd like to see if there was a peaceful protest, you know, en masse yeah. of you know people protesting peacefully, you know, and respectfully for what has happened during the day, and that would have been a good thing because the government may have yeah. actually listened. But instead, now what we have yeah. is a situation where the go- government will now weaponize what happened last night against anybody who has an alternate view. And Adam, you they know... They will. They won't yeah. separate us. They won't separate us from the togs, people who are worried about the streets, about everything and all sorts. But as, as what Adam said, I can't believe I'm agreeing with him. Mm. Um, <laughs> children. You know what I mean? Children being attacked. Mm. Jesus Christ, like... And I know it's probably an isolated incident, please God. I wish it hadn't happened, of course. But, but um, when you say it's it probably an isolated incident, this, this is part of the problem. And Adam, I'm just going to say to you, you know, it's not really an isolated incident. We've seen a massive rise in violent attacks. We've seen a massive rise in gr- gruesome murders, terrible murders like we've never seen before in this country. So, you know, the Minister for Justice is failing miserably to keep people safe. And Neve just says she doesn't feel safe. And I can't counter that and say, sorry, Neve, you must feel I look, safe. I, com- I, completely, I completely, like, I agree. I don't feel safe in Dublin. I don't. You know, Dublin Dublin is has, has gone to the dogs ever since. I would say COVID was a turning point in Dublin city centre. Mm, maybe. Um, and for Helen, Mac- for Helen McAtee to, to kind of come out and say, I, you know what, Dublin is safe to walk around at night when yeah. you have a guard escort beside her was a joke. Um that's when she went out for her photo shoot that time, yeah. Yeah. And, but what I will say is, right, the, the reason why it's kind of like the government not weaponized this, but you know what? If there, was a, if there was a legitimate protest about the state of Dublin city centre, I would be more than happy to join that. But these people didn't come out and protest when the American tourist was battered. They didn't come out and protest when that poor Chinese woman was, was, mur- she was murdered yep. by, by Irish youths. This all happened because the because the man was brown. Okay, stay that there. is essentially it. Stay there. Let me just bring Morgan in. Stay there, Neve. Too Morgan. Hi, how are you? Hi, Noel. I'm good. How are you? Good, Morgan. Uh, just on reflection over the last twenty four hours, we obviously can't forget about the tragedy that happened and then what unfolded last night. Certainly didn't do any political movement any good. Um, well, I, I disagree. Um, I, I'm happy it happened. You're happy it happened. I'm happy. It okay, happened. I hope you have a really good explanation of that's some sort of sarcasm, but go on. <laughs> I do. Um, I do. Um, well, I'm happy. I'm happy that basically people got to the street. I'm happy that people rioted. I'm happy that people set buildings on fire. 
because now they're speaking the same language as the state. And what people see, like all, all, your, all the people who refer to them as scum, who would happily have them kill them themselves, probably. I wouldn't, get any, I wouldn't are, kill anybody. Okay, but that, what those people are, that's the immune system of this state at work. Those people have nothing to lose. Those people are in a, we're in a state of war, whether people want to recognize it or not. We have a very dangerous situation ahead of us. And the reason that people are angry is because a big problem with this is there is an ideology in this country now. Its name is Islam. And I know this will be very unpopular. Its name is Islam. Its prophet married a six-year-old child. Okay, you're going, you see, Morgan, now you're going, you're going down a route now where you yourself have your own agenda to come on the show now. Firstly, I was willing to listen to you saying that, you know, you're happy it happened because I believe there was a tone of sarcasm and I believe you were going to give me a good point to what you were going to say. But under no circumstances am I going to allow you to justify people burning buses, burning a hotel with people in it, setting fire to buildings, looting, setting fire to the Lewis line, setting fire to bus uh, to buses, to cars, attacking the guard of Shikana. There is no, Object. Morgan, I don't care what sort of show we have. There's no justification for that. None. There is a justification. What's the alternative? Another peaceful well, The alternative is a peaceful protest, yes. That is the alternative. Or if that doesn't work, you vote the government out. More dead women. Nothing. Do yeah. nothing. Okay, well, 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 what, do you, what do you want to do? Set fire to the whole country, Morgan, until you get your way. Is that the way you work? I want people to, rec- to recognise what the problem is. What the problem is. We know what the problem is. We know what the problem is. The people have said the problem all day. They feel the government are not listening to them. I get that. But that still doesn't warrant doing what people did last night. Do you think it's acceptable to walk up to a hotel, set fire to it while people are in it, no matter where they happen to be from? Do you think that's acceptable? In this circumstance... I'm asking you a question, Morgan. Yes or no? Do you think it's acceptable to do that? You have to stop talking if you want me to answer. Like I yeah. can't just give you a simple yes or no. Like There has to be some oh. nuance to it. In a state, There's no nuance state, to that. There is nuance to it. In a state of war where people have nothing left to lose, when they can't open their mouth for fear of imprisonment, when they can't, the only option they have they're allowed to do is to stand peacefully in an area and hold placards up and shout slogans while it continues endlessly. When they see people from their own community, when they see children stabbed, for Christ's sake, when they see women stabbed, for Christ's sake, and people are worried about a couple of buildings, what do you think happens next? It's not, it's not worried about a couple of buildings. I've just asked you a question. Do you think under any circumstances, no matter what your political gain or political motives have to be, or even your ideologies, do you think it's acceptable to walk up to a building in the city centre where you know there are people in it and try to set fire to it? No, I don't. But then, that, I'm, well, I'm glad you said that. But it's understandable. And what people don't <sighs> realise, if people, what people don't realise, if they just sit back and go, okay, well, you know, let's, let's have a peaceful protest. Let's have another placard march up to the doll. Um, if you can get within five kilometres of it, depending on how far they push the fence out. And people aren't talking about what the problem is, what the real problem is. You know, this is Ireland. This is, for all intents and purposes, a Christian country. We are bringing in hundreds of thousands of people. Not that those people are bad. Their ideology, their religion. So what you're telling me is multiculturalism doesn't work. That That's the it message you're trying work. to give me. It, 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 okay, Adam, if you want to respond to that, because I, I can see you're getting angry. Oh, no, let, you're getting me, angry Adam, just, let okay. me, Adam. Um, <laughs> this is nice. nice. You, know, you, you know what? The, the rhetoric what? that you have just put out 
is absolutely yeah. disgusting. The fact that Why? you said that it's that it's understandable Why? that you would burn a hotel with people in it simply because of their religion. There's a bit of an aura of 1930. That's not what I said. You're making you're lying now. There you're is, lying. You, that's not what I said. You're well, lying. You said this from a man. Said, this from a man who's talking about said, class war. Ten minutes ago, you're talking about class war. How does class war end? <laughs> I said that there was a disparity. You're talking about people being indoctrinated. You voted for the Green Party. What, what, what you said, Morgan, when I asked you, was it acceptable to walk up to a hotel with people in it, uh, knowing there were people in it, and setting fire to it, you said, no, it wasn't, but it was understandable. That was the words you used. Yes, it's understandable. Of course Okay, so Adam, respond. Keep going. Okay, now we'll let Adam finish what he's saying. Okay, I wanted to clarify what you said. As long as he doesn't lie, I will. If he lies, I'm going to interrupt him. Okay. Understandable to torch people alive. It's understandable to torch people alive. Yes, during a war, you know, in the early stages of a war, in the latter stages, in the war? middle stages of a war. What war? What war? What war? There is, there a, is no there war. Is a, There's a war in your mind. How did war start? How did war start? Did it just start as, okay, well, oh. now it's just a massive explosion. And now we're just killing each other, like, all of a sudden, on the on a day out of nowhere. How does it start? Look where the people marched. They were on Parnell Street. They went to the GPO. They went to Dublin Castle. Does that remind you of anything? Anything in recent history? Are you you really going to compare a bunch of scumbags to the leaders of 1916? Are you actually going to do that? Who fights in war, you dummy? Are you actually dead? You think the soldiers are are all philosophers? You think the soldiers are all philosophers? Do you do you really think the men of 1916, who are just down the road, by the way, at the GPO, people talk about them all the time because they tell me their grandfathers are there. Do you think they'd be proud of what those people were doing last night? I think they'd be turning in their graves. They wouldn't care because those people were. They wouldn't care. Mindset. They'd be turning. They'd be turning in their graves. They wouldn't be turning. They kill people too. Let's not forget it. Let's not forget we're human. We all have the potential to kill people. Yeah, but this, this is a, we live in a much more civilised society. There are better ways to do things. There are easier ways to do things. I mentioned earlier on when people were unhappy with water charges going back about 10, whatever it is, must be 10 years ago now, 7 or 8 years ago anyway. People were protesting all over the country. It wasn't working. Wasn't working. Some people turned to violence. That didn't work either. But what did work was when 100,000 people walked down O'Connell Street to the government buildings. That worked. Peacefully. Yeah, but... That will, so, that's not so okay, if you if that's you don't believe comparable. if you don't believe multiculturalism works, if you don't believe multiculturalism works, right? Show me I'll, how it I'll works. You're telling me it works. Show no, me how I'll, it works. I'll, I'll, I'll humor you. I'll humor you for a minute. Let me. Tell me how it works. Right, it's working you. great, isn't it? Look around you. Isn't it working wonderfully? <laughs> because because of. Okay, look, so, look, 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 there's a debate to be had as to whether multiculturalism is a successful notion at all anywhere in the world. But in saying that, that still Morgan doesn't justify that type of behavior. We can have debates. We can talk about things. I believe that people shouldn't kill each other. People should love each other. That's my ideology. That's my underlying ideology. But it's understandable to hotel empire. But it is. Let's make it simple for you. Since you have difficulty comprehending. Let's have a difficulty comprehending. Someone comes to your house, murders your mother and your sister. And you know they're in the road. They're in the house down the road. And What do you do? Nothing. Call the guard. What I wouldn't do is go and torch the neighbor's house because they look like him. What would you do? Be honest. What would well, you I, do? I thought that was actually quite a good answer, Morgan. What was the answer? He said he wouldn't go down to the neighbor's house just because they happened to look like the killer. And that's what happened last night when people went to a hotel. Oh, there's brown people in the hotel. Let's set it on fire. 
Well, it's not that there's brown people in the hotel. That's what there it was about. That's what it was about, hundreds, isn't it? Yeah, but listen, listen, let me finish. There are hundreds of thousands of people coming into the country. The people that want them. Well, hold on, but that's not their fault. And I've said this before when we talk about protests, when people are protesting outside hotels or accommodation centres. The government are the ones who let people come into the country. You can argue about our policy and immigration policy, whether it's right, whether it's wrong. That's entirely a political debate. But the government are the ones who did that. The people didn't do it themselves. They were given the opportunity and they took it. Your argument is not with the people who come into the country. Your argument is the government and the policy they have that allows people into the country, not the people themselves. In the country, a large amount of them have a mind virus. The <sighs> mind virus is called Islam. Okay, well, I could equally turn around and say there's another mind virus called Catholicism. Well, where does Catholicism say it's okay to, uh, you know... Oh, I could I go back right back if you want to go back to the first versions of the Bible where it tells you that it's okay to sentence people to death for eating, what is it, shellfish on a Friday or something stupid like that. Where? Or it's all right to rape a young girl as long as you give her father 50 shekels. That's in the Bible, that's in the Bible too, isn't it? Show me yeah, where it in the Bible It is, says, in the King okay, James Bible, actually. No, yeah. no show, me in the, show me where in the Bible it says that it's okay for a prophet... I see you're going to keep that because you have obviously I have an issue, Morgan, and I'm not going to continue the conversation because you clearly have an issue just with Islam. You know, I could turn around and tell you I have an issue with all religions. All religions, most of them actually say pretty much the same thing if you read into it. You're picking and choosing what you're choosing from the Quran there. I can pick and choose from the from the Catholic Bible if you like to, but that doesn't mean I hate Catholics. Let me go to Lisa. Lisa. I know it, oh, hang on. Lisa, hi. Here. Hang on. Let me give everybody a chance, please. Lisa, hi. How are you? How are you doing, Niall? God, well done. It's a really difficult balance to hold there. Um, it's a frightening time, I think, for everybody in the country, um, no matter who they are. And I had to drive up last night, um, a long trip, round trip, to get my daughters, um, who were kind of living in the city centre, and coming down, I was listening to them in the car. They were so concerned about their friends who were international students here, and you know, what, what the hatred that was coming at them. Um, and it was a very disturbing night altogether. We got home about five in the morning. So I just heard your show there and there's an awful lot of emotions. But I think, as you know, my position on all of these things is if you step very far, we're at a point of massive change for humanity. And in order for that change to happen, mm. it appears that um, I, I do believe the polarity and chaos has been very much carefully um, nurtured and cultured. And I think people are walking straight into the very traps that are required in order to justify some of the legislative changes and policy changes and global ideology that's coming in. And I think if people don't just stop and breathe, um, I'm bringing up people like Michael Collins and people who understood the importance of behaving in a way that was intelligent um, rather than in reacting to whatever triggers that were being thrown. Mm. I think Ireland has lost that. Um, I also think that if there is to be any um, strategic, manageable anger and responsibility, it needs to be put firmly on the people who have massively profited from some of the policies and decisions that have been made under the guise of humanitarian or otherwise roles. Okay. Because this government is out of control. Lisa, getting, getting back to the last 24 hours, obviously you talked about driving up there as well. Um, you you watched the scenes uh, last night after the tragedy yeah. of yesterday, of course. Uh, I'm assuming, like everybody else, you condemn that behaviour. I absolutely condemn it, but it just has a sniff about it of 
the 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 behavior that the the that happened with those two homosexual men that were uh, beheaded and they found 375,000 in his apartment and then the lady Rainer Murphy or the late the sister that was killed and this one I just think it wouldn't take many uh, strategically placed let's call them sleepers or whatever to for whatever reason behave and I looked into the background of apparently of the man that was involved last night well you you can now Lisa unfortunately I can't let you go any further in relation to that 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 obviously what happened yesterday and the tragedy that happened yesterday and the perpetrator involved is currently under investigation, I'm assuming being questioned by Garda Shea Khan until such time as he's charged. And for that period of time, or for any period of time after that, until he appears in the courtroom, uh, you can't discuss what you believe or think in relation to him. Okay, but I, I do find that it would not be very difficult to have a strategic number, not that many, okay. handful, half a dozen of people to do these horrendous crimes to actually... I don't think... I, I don't think, I, I understand the point that you're making and you're talking about sleeper cells and they talk about that in, in, across Europe as well in relation to terrorism. But I don't think, I think this was a random attack. I would imagine that's what the Garda Sheikhana seem to be led to believe that uh, it was a random attack. Uh, just like many other random attacks that we've had in the country. And I understand your concern about that and I think most people have concerns about those kind of random attacks and we're seeing more and more of those random attacks. We're seeing more and more violence. And of course, that's entirely up to our Minister for Justice Police. Uh, I've got to go to, I've, I've two more people to go to and I have to finish this up. We've gone way over time. Sorry, Lisa, for cutting you a little bit short. But Frank, hi, how are you? Hi, Niall, how are you keeping? Good, Frank, what do you want to say? Um, yeah, the, I, it's just the conversation seemed to kind of change dramatically uh, quite a bit there. Um, I, I lost you on Twitter and then um, Rx and um, for 10 minutes and I, I was able to jump back in again. But um, yeah, just uh, I guess going back to the situation, like um, all valid arguments and points what people are saying throughout the show since um, Billy, I guess, was the first person that came on and then Sarah. Um, the unfortunate tragedy that was on the, the child and um, people are very angry over that and I know there's comparisons as to why wasn't it done for the other people who have um, been uh, murdered, um, Irish people and Irish on Irish and foreign on Irish and whoever else, are, um, you know, but this is a child at the end of the day and it just um, resonates with everybody. For those people who are out on the streets rioting, I don't know what age gro- uh, uh, demographic profile they uh, belong to. Um, but, you know, they may have younger uh, kids and, you know, and there's a reaction. It's a boiling point. And, you know, people t- went on the streets to peacefully protest and they did uh, leave and they didn't want to be associated with the, the riots and the burning that went on. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you know, no, I, I, I do get the point. And we talked to Eric earlier on who wanted to peacefully protest. That's why he was in town. And he left as soon as the violence started. And I think the demograph of the people that were there, that were left there burning cars and burning buses was probably somewhere between 18 and 25 years of age. That was roughly the age group I see, primarily males. Yeah, and, you know, the, you know what, what, you know, obviously the, the, the person who uh, committed this uh, attack um, was the, you know, the instigator to, not the instigator to all that, but it Take triggered please. the reaction. Um, but, you know, we, we have to go to the point whereby uh, government has to be held accountable to that. And Pascal O'Donoghue did uh, admit that to Ben Scallon in a recent interview that whatever's happening to the country, good or bad, you know, th- that government has to be held responsible. Um, so the responsibility definitely lies with the government. Their immigration policies, um, you know, have been pretty much flawed. They are, you know, um, pandering to the EU and Ursula von der, von der Leyen. They're holding a hand up to the Irish people and but turning the ear and the, the focus to EU and they're opening up our borders with a, even though we have a, an opt-out policy 
and that we have been granted to uh, with the Lisbon Treaty along with Denmark, but we uh, decided to Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael to, um, to disregard the, the voice of the people that mattered back in 2008 and continue to open up our borders to illegal, unvetted, undocumented and fake asylum seekers. Now, how do you classify these as fake and illegal? I don't know. And we are uh, okay. The point you're making is there should be more security checks done to people who are being allowed into the country. Absolutely, yeah. no. Okay, and I, I don't, Adam. I don't think you disagree with that, do you? No, no. Um, this is, you know, what I'm like, and that, that's I, the point I, I, everyone's making, really, isn't it? That the government are not listening to them, and they've said this. And Michal Martin said it himself on the BBC, going back about a year and a half ago, when the Ukrainians were coming to Ireland first, and they asked him. How are you going to manage to, you know, vet everybody? And he said, well, we're not, obviously. It's an emergency situation. So we're not vetting people properly. We're not. Um, and I think, you know what, if it was in the case of, in like, in a genuine emergency situation like Ukraine, I understand that what happened, you know, everything happened overnight in Ukraine and people needed to get out and Europe needed to open its doors. And I completely understand why vetting wasn't, you know, it was not on the you might. I don't understand. I believe that's reckless. But go on. I th- well, look, I think getting women and children out of a, out of a war zone is more important than vetting, to be honest. Um, and I'll stand by that. Yeah, well, but, when it comes to women and children, probably you're right. And you probably wouldn't get it too far wrong. But when it comes to men, primarily the ones who commit crimes, sadly, uh, I'm one of them. I'm not the one that committed crimes. I'm a man, I meant. Um, we, we have to take... There's procedures... There has to be yeah. procedures. Um, I, look, I would, I would be of the viewpoint of of Ireland adopting a model more similar to to New Zealand or Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, They've been accused so, of racism, by the way. You do know that Australia. I, I do. Yeah. Um, Australia. Um, you, like obviously, I, I, I was an immigrant in New Zealand. I went through all of the processes. I got my guard of vetting. I did all of that. Um, and I don't see why we can't do that here. And I don't think it, it. I don't think it is racist to turn around and say, you know, me as a left, as as a liberal and as someone who's left wing, um, I I wouldn't want to import someone into the country who's a criminal. What I do think is racist is to naturally assume that unvetted equals criminal. Do you know what I mean? No, no, I, I, I no, I, I completely agree with you because the majority of people who are unvetted are probably not criminals. But in saying that, you know. It's a red flag when somebody arrives at an airport and they've destroyed their passport and documentation on the plane. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had to get on the plane in the first place. They had to have documentation and they had yeah, to have a passport. But then, and then they don't have them. If that was Australia, as you rightly pointed out, or New Zealand, you'd be put back on the nearest plane and sent back to where you came from. Yeah. Um, it's, it is, I, I do guess that point. Um, and look, I'm not saying that what is happening has, you know, is is reasonable. You know, I do think that whilst I understand why people are so desperate to come to a country that is as thriving as Ireland is, you know what I mean? In terms of, we do have a very, very strong economy. I know that we have our issues with, you know, the likes of housing and, and our health and our health system. But, you know, we are we are a country with, we have more we have more jobs than we have people in the country. Do you know what I mean? I know, I, I completely understand what you mean. And I, I just want to read out this message from Duncan on Facebook, who's an idiot. He says, okay, Niall, uh, let's take your point of view and say 100,000 people take to the streets. And then what? 
what are the 100,000 saying? Are they all foreigners out? If that's what they're saying, uh, then they can see the government sending all the foreigners home, question mark. Protesting does nothing in this particular situation. Before you say it, no, violence is not the answer. But what is? Even the great Niall Boylan doesn't have the answers. You're right, the great Niall Boylan doesn't have the answers. But in saying that, the point that 100,000 people would be making on the street is the government that they don't accept the current policy. Isn't that what we're talking about? We're talking about immigration policy. Isn't that what this argument is all about, is immigration policy? And people talking about people not being vetted, people talking about people being allowed into the country with no documentation. In other words, protecting our borders. That's what the 100,000 people would be saying, that we need to change the policy. That we need Leo Varadkar to stand up and get a set of kahunas and implement what he said three weeks ago when he said Ireland was at capacity and actually stop letting people in for a period of time until we get to a point where we can house the people that are actually here. And that we actually have proper procedures when we are deporting people and we don't just hand them a piece of paper and say, there you go, deportation order. Whenever you're ready there, now you head off. See you now. And we won't even check. We need proper immigration policy. That's what people would be saying. That's what the 100,000 people would be saying. In case you want to know, Duncan. I should run for election, shouldn't I? Uh, let me go to Sean uh, very quickly because I have to wrap this up. Sean, hi, how are you? Evening, Niall. What do you want to say? Oh, where do you start, Shock? Yeah, well, um, f- well, firstly, let me get right back to the very start. And once again, and I've said it about 10 times and I'll say it again, I wish a very speedy recovery to all those that were injured yesterday and could be critically ill or seriously ill in hospital at this very moment in time because that's really where the focus should always be. We need to keep it there. I'm 1995. We had riots in Lansdowne. The Gardaí sorted it out within a matter of hours. I remember that. Everyone, the combat eighteen lads, back onto, back onto the ferry. Yesterday, we'd seven hours notice. There was going to be trouble. I had it in my WhatsApp. I had it on, on Twitter. Everyone saw it. We had seven hours notice. There was going to be big trouble. By Leo's words, his own mouth today, at the height of it, like 400 guards and about 500 protesters. Now. That, for me, is outnumbered. Mm-hmm. It has been coming down the line for months. We've seen trouble in Dublin get worse and worse and worse. There was no preparation from the guards. There was no availability of resources. Straight from Axie today, they said they weren't resourced and they weren't trained to handle the situation in Dublin yesterday. If nothing else comes from everything here today, it's very clear that the commissioner needs to go. Helen McEntee needs to go. Finally, Sinn Féin have got off the defence there today, they've come out and said it, but yep. to allow our capital come to flames, like you said, buses, Lewis, shops, to allow that to happen, that's not a success, successful outcome because no one got hurt. That is a complete failure of law and order in our society and I'm, I'm livid about it. Yeah, I would agree with you. They, I, they did have plenty of preparation. They knew, probably as soon as the attack happened, that it was going to fan the flames of those who were intent on causing trouble. And when it happened when mm. it happened in France, it happened. When it happened in London, it happened. There are people who will jump on the back of an issue like they did yesterday to go and loot. We all knew it was going to happen. It was perfectly foreseeable. It came out this morning and say there was absolutely no way of foreseeing that a crowd would gather like that and start looting the city. Mm. On what planet? Yeah. We all thought, we all knew it was coming. Adam there himself talking about wanting to leave work early. Yeah. And, and decided not to and got stuck there. If we can all see it, they should have seen it and we should have been protected. So sure, they not By their own admission, it was care? all over social media. It was on Telegram. It was everywhere. There was messages. I heard verbal messages, people suggesting let's all go in and wreck yeah. the gaff or burn the gaff down or whatever they that wanted works. to do. Yeah, yeah. 
and they were let go ahead and do it. So did yeah. they not know, in which case they're incompetent, or did they not care, in which case they're more incompetent? Well, they've already said 98% of Angarda Shikana, over 98% said they've no faith in Drew Harris. He still wouldn't resign. Um, I think we've got to a point now in Sinn Féin are right that there's no confidence in him and there's no confidence in the Minister for Justice because she stood by him. Yeah, and she's just recently in the last hour come out on Norty and said she won't be resigning. And you, you got to feel now that the, the independents, the rural independents that they've been relying on for numbers in the dial, that if, if this vote happens in the next few days, you, you might for once see a a change in the sport for... But, but here's for the thing, right? Let's, 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 let's say there's a vote of no confidence and the government collapse, right? And there's a general election in two months' time. What happens then, Sean? My heart to heart, and I hate to say it, my heart to heart, I think we're going to see exactly the same government back in. I think we're going That's to see policy in the Greens. I think that just, it just will be a national but, waste of money. But I think there will be a conversation. I think... Last night has sparked a conversation. You see it with your show today. I, you know, for once in life, we saw a tea shop being questioned today. It was Eva Grace Moore. She's with the BBC now asking some tough questions. We had it in prime time last night. I think finally we might have a national conversation that we need to have on, on a lot of issues from policing to, to immigration reform and everything else that's going on at the moment. Okay. Well said, Sean. Thank you very much indeed, Sean. And thank you very much, Adam. Unless you, Adam, do you want to say anything else you want to say in particular? Um, no, I look, I appreciate coming on and um, yeah, just hope those kids are all, are all going to be all right and, and that crash worker. That's, yeah. that's the main thing from yeah, prior yeah. to not. Hopefully, okay. Okay, uh, Sarah Jane, hi, how are you? Hi, you know, it's very sad. Those children, that's all I want to say. My heart goes out to the family. Yeah, And it the was. children themselves. You know, I, um, when I, when, I that, when that story came in yesterday, myself and one of my producers, we were putting together the podcast just to put it up online yesterday when the story came in and the two of us were absolutely gutted, gutted. I swear to God, it was so upsetting, really so upsetting to hear because you can, you can almost have a mental image of that happening, you know, to young children, five years of age. And by the way, not just the ones that were injured. Imagine the rest of them, how traumatized they must have been by that. I know that, and then they were seeing the videos that was going around, and yeah. the little tin bag, and then pictures of the person that was supposed to do it, and yeah, and yeah. then everybody making accusations and taking what they wanted out of social media. Yeah, it's just horrific, you know. Like I just called them after birth because if they 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 not, I wouldn't even call them protesters. Like I maybe I can have a bit of empathy in regards to the frustration that they have with the government. But it's only 10 minutes up the road from where it all happened. They should have protested up there if they had an issue. Yeah. And there's no way should they taken that aggression out on the Garda yeah. or any of the environment around the town. It's their city. We grew up in it. They haven't a clue. Now, these people, well, and, and I, I very rarely would ever agree with Leo Verankert. I've never really agreed with him. But I do agree with what he said. These people are not patriots. These people don't care about yeah, their country, don't care about their families, and don't care about themselves. Yeah, but Leo doesn't care about our country either. I don't care what you say, Niall. Mm. You can call me a hypocrite. But I think his, he has a double agenda to everything. You know, and by, I don't know. Like, he's a different nationality. Like, just because he was born in Ireland, he can call himself Irish. Um, he's not a Catholic. I'm not saying, I know you're not a Catholic. I know there's loads of people out there that are good people that are of non-religion. Um, but I think since he came into government, there's nothing but twisted, like, between gay, 
between people being gay, the amount of conversation, the amount of controversy, between the hate speech, between immigrants, between refugees. And I just think his ethical background, where he came from, that he subconsciously has something going on there with him. He's so, he's so quick of making this judgment there now about the hate speech. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, 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 they're they're going to use that. They are going to use it now. This has become a political football now. That's what will happen. You know? Well, it's at opening a bigger window now. Like, and like, we're all left now and nothing's going to change. One year speaker said it there. Nothing is going to change. Do you know what I mean? And like, there will be more violence and it's going to get worse. Well, I hope not. Well, Niall, it is going to get worse. Like, you've seen what happened. And I'd say there was a few genuine people out there with concerns. Yeah, there was. But as you say, you'll always get the afterbirths, little scumbags like that, going around. But then you'll always get people egging them on. And they're working off that adrenaline. But those scumbags... You know what I mean? What those scumbags did was reprehensible last night. They hijacked a tragedy. I know, but how how sick is that, like? I know. Like, in in our society, like, and not so long ago, like, we're criticising, like, junkies, so-called, what people call them. They don't, they haven't got a name for them. They're criticising the homeless. They're criticising so many things that happen in the inner city. And there you go. You're so-called protesters. I'm surprised Maliki hasn't been on speaking about this. Maybe he did. Like, maybe he did call. Unfortunately, there's been so many people wanting to get out, we couldn't get everybody on. But maybe he did. No, but I'm just saying, like, it's really not fair. It's it's horrible. You know what I mean? Your family's out there now. You've women more terrified. And I'm not just saying that. Like, that's one case that we see in every the world saying that yesterday, right? There's plenty of other communities that immigrants and refugees are being charged over sexual assaults and abuse incidents that we don't hear about in the paper or it's not spoken about. But you'll see them in the courtroom. I'm a witness to that myself because I had to stand in the courtroom over something else. Mm-hmm. And I see in the carry on of how many immigrants and refugees were standing in that courtroom. I'm telling you, it's just... I'm, I'm, I I'm, I'm, I'm not that. doubting you for a minute, Sarah, that some people that come to this country are criminals. There's no doubt, shadow of a doubt about that. And they shouldn't be. We should be checking all those kind of things. Now, mind you, you can't obviously make announcements for people who are not criminals to come into the country and then start to commit crimes. Unfortunately, we can't predict the future. But if people are criminals and they are here for international protection, they should be deported if they commit a crime. Uh, the same goes for Ukrainians. If they commit a crime, they should be deported. I don't care if we have to send them back to the country they came from. But they should be deported. But unfortunately, we're not deporting people. Well, for certainly very few. Sarah, unfortunately, I've run out of time. And I do apologise. Sean, Frank, everybody got involved with the conversation. And the... I would say hundreds of people who wanted to come on today, I do apologise that I couldn't get you all on um, because I could have filled five hours with people's reaction. The main thing people wanted to say was they were horrified with the behaviour of people last night. Everybody wants to distance themselves from those people. And people say, well, you can't distance yourself, Niall, you know, because you're slightly right-wing yourself there, Niall, so you can't distance yourself from those people. Absolutely, I can. I'm not a scumbag. I wouldn't set fire to a car. I wouldn't attack a police officer. I wouldn't burn a hotel. I wouldn't burn a Lewis. I'm not like those people. I have a political point to make and I'll make it through debate and dialogue. I don't make it by setting fire to things. 
The ones who did that last night were lowlifes. They don't represent anybody. This idea that they're the right wing, they're not the right wing. They're arseholes. They're scumbags. That's what they are. They're not right wing at all. Because right wing politics means you're conservative, means you have certain particular views. It could be around immigration. It could be around religion. It could be around other things, abortion or whatever it happens to be. But it doesn't mean you go out setting fire to places. Criminals do that. Because if that's the case, then I can point to criminals on the left who do very similar things. But we don't talk about that. You don't see articles in the paper about that because seemingly the left is the right side to be on, allegedly, these days. But you do have a big problem. And here's the problem now. There is a debate to be had around immigration policy in Ireland by the government's own admission. That debate now will not be had because they will use these arseholes that went out last night burning out buildings and burning and losing and burning cars and burning Lewises and attacking the guards. They will use that as an excuse to say, why should we negotiate with the right when that's what they do? So they did you no favours. And not only that, the government, the Leo Varadkar today himself, said he would use this opportunity now to talk about hate speech, of course, the new hate speech legislation that we had a fair debate about during the year, whether the rights and the wrongs of it they're now using this as an opportunity to bring in that legislation. And we're now in a position where it's difficult to argue because they'll just keep pointing back to this riot last night of arseholes. So if you know any of those people who were there last night, have a chat with them. Tell them what they've done is actually give the government ammunition and fuel to have a go at anybody who disagrees with them. So what's your options now? Sinn Féin have said they have a vote of no confidence in the Garda Commissioner and the Minister for Justice. Is there a possibility there'll be a vote of no confidence? Probably not. Is there a possibility the government will collapse? Probably not. Even if they did, as Sean rightly pointed out, if there was another election in two months' time because the government collapses, what would happen? Well, the same government would just get back in again. They might have to make a few changes, but they'll just get back in. Or Sinn Féin, even, well, you could say even worse. But they're not much different, really. We'd say, what a vote for change. Sinn Féin are not much different. They're just a little bit more socialist, really, aren't they? Probably the worst opposition party in history. I don't say I don't like Mary Lou. She's nice. But I don't know whether I'd be happy for her running the country or not. Mm. I'm looking here. Conor McGregor has said he will do something. He's threatened to do something if the government don't. Oh, not to be listened to. Um, I do not condone last night's riots. This is Conor McGregor. I do not condone any attacks on our first responders in their line of duty. I do not condone looting and damaging of shops. Last night's scenes achieved nothing towards fixing the issues we face. I do understand frustrations, however, and I do understand a move must be made to ensure the change we need is ushered in and fast. I'm in the process of arranging it. Believe me, I am way more tactical than I have, and I have backing. There will be a change in Ireland, mark my words. The change needed in the last month Innocent children stabbed, leaving school. Ashley Murphy murdered. Two Sligo men decapitated. This is not Ireland's future. If they do not act soon with their plan of action to ensure Ireland's safety, I will. Conor McGregor. And that's something he put up on Twitter, by the way. Not so long ago. Well, Conor, put your money where your mouth is. Fund a political party. Fund a media that will object to the government. That will stand up against the government. And I'm not saying in some sort of anarchy or anything like that, or suggesting anarchy, I'm talking about an alternative for people to vote for. Fund that, Connor. Use your money and not your mouth. 
Let me see. Jenna says on WhatsApp, Dear Niall and all, as an immigrant to this beautiful country, mother of three children who are proud of being born here and the wife of a Muslim, I am horrified by the abhorrent attack that took place in Dublin yesterday. My prayers are with these children who were attacked and with their families and please God may they recover and heal soon. I do feel there was a there has been a crisis in the making for a long time now. The Irish people are incredibly kind, generous and good-natured people but not even the Good Samaritan offered more than he could have handled. Again, my thoughts and prayers are with all those affected and please God uh, God, peaceful solutions uh, that will be respect, respectful of human dignity and freedom will soon be found rather sooner rather than later. Thank you, Jenna. So many messages, so many texts, so many WhatsApps. That's why we come in today. We know we don't work on a Friday, but I thought it was important that you get on the air and have your opinion and reflect over the last 24 hours. I think the strong message here is that everybody wishes a speedy recovery for the tragedy, the real tragedy that happened yesterday to those children and that crash worker. Everybody says bravo, by the way, to the Brazilian national who beat the guy across the head with a helmet. And indeed, the man that was mentioned by Louise earlier on who also intervened and a woman who ran across the road. If it wasn't for them, it could have been a lot worse. Everybody, as far as I'm concerned, every normal person condemns the behaviour of people who were pretending to protest last night. I think the real people who wanted to protest actually went home, like Eric, who was on the show earlier on. Those people who remained last night were kind of 16 to 25-year-old thugs who were just intent on causing trouble. And by the way, they were of all nationalities that were there last night. I've seen videos. They were of all nationalities that were there last night, destroying buildings, burning buildings, burning cars, costing the state millions. Scum, the whole lot of you. You achieved absolutely nothing and you represent nobody. But the real debate has to happen. And the real debate is in your hand with a pen the next time you go to an election. On that note, don't forget, by the way, you can listen to this podcast straight after the show. Well, when I say straight after the show, in about a half an hour's time. It'll be on our website, nileboylan.com. Please help us to continue doing this on a daily basis. Support the show. It's really important. If you don't support it, we can't do it. There's three of us working on this show. We don't get paid. We have our own daytime jobs or nighttime jobs, in my case, as I work on radio. Um, that supports the show. We have some people that subscribe to us, helps to pay for some of the electricity and things like that. So please, if you can, support the show, donate. You can donate on our website, nileboylan.com, or you can subscribe. And they're five ninety nine a month, the cost of a pint of beer. And you can look at all the videos of all the interviews, some of them that we don't stream live, some great interviews that you can watch on video for five ninety nine a month. That's all you have to pay. Thank you very much indeed to all those who have donated, by the way. Some people have given us donations and we really appreciate it. Conor McGregor, if you want to give us a donation, you're welcome to come on the show and have your say, just like everybody else. If you want to give us a donation, go to the website as well. Just click the donate button on the website. And it's nileboylan.com. Please support the show. Please support us to continue to provide this platform for you every single day. And let us know what you think of the show as well. You can send us a WhatsApp at any stage at 85 That's 85 we should talk to you again on Monday, usual time, 12 o'clock. Until then, have a wonderful weekend and enjoy the toy show tonight, by the way. Have a great weekend. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085-100-2255. The Niall Boylan podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms. 